Assalamu alaikum. I just wanted to make a quick announcement. Our dear brother Ibrahim Abdul Hakim Omar has passed away last week. Make sure to keep him in your du'as. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. I'm your host Abdullah. I'm your host Tariq. And welcome to Bag Alert, where we give a platform to both students and professionals, allowing them to convey their journey and to give insight to those aspiring to gain knowledge in different fields of study and professions. This podcast is sponsored by the SSA here at the U of A. Today we have a special guest. Uh, today's guest, we have Ahmed Ali, who completed two degrees, one in the Bachelor of Science and one in the Bachelor of Education, and is currently teaching at Queen Elizabeth High School. Welcome, Ahmed. Welcome. Oh, thank you for inviting me, guys. Pleasure to be here. It's all good. It's all good. I heard good stuff about you. So, Ahmed, did you like... Like when you went into, because thing is you finished degree in sciences and then you went to a bachelor of education. Did you like always want to like be a teacher? That's that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, um, my my journey is a little bit different in that I've been teaching since the age of ten, mm-hmm. um, but going into university, I still had no idea what I was gonna be. Like, I know teaching was an option, uh, but I still did, like, I was not settled. It was not settled in my mind what I wanted to be and which, what career I wanted to choose. Like, there was very limited, you know. When you, uh, you know, at that time, there wasn't that many students that I knew that, uh, you know, who were in university at the time. And the choices were either, you know, going to either, become a doctor or become an engineer. Those are the only two options that are clear. You know, as a teacher, you know, growing up, I did not have any black teachers, any Somali teachers. So I don't know, I I still didn't see myself teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw maybe an option of, you know, going into medical field or I actually applied to engineering first and then somehow I rejected it last minute. Uh, and just went into sciences. Uh, but saying that, I've always been teaching on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I, I'll talk more about that as well. Okay. Um, so like, you know, like, like how was, you know, uh, like the Somali community, I guess, like when you were like this, I, I guess like, you know, like, like the, um, how, you know, like how did the amount of Somalis like, like differed in university like when you was there compared to like now? You know, there wasn't that many. So, uh, I think we were one of the first batch that were going in there. Uh, first group of students of Somali. Uh, there was one, like, you know, few here and there. But the year before me, there was, like, you know, maybe six, seven Somali students that went into, uh, that went into that school, into university. And then after my year, there was, you know, another maybe 10 uh went there so and then the year after that it kind of grew from there but uh before uh, like before us there was not that many Somalis that were in their third year or fourth year or fifth year university so mm-hmm. not like right now <laughs> and this is only like 10 years ago <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, but like like you see like you, how you said that you were like tutoring and stuff like that like they, do you like think that sometimes that you, when you're put into like something like a job or like or a place or a volunteering place it's able to have an impact on you in terms of 
changing your perspective and also gearing you up and training you towards your actual destination? No, 100%, 100%. Being like immersed in a career or in a field at a very young age can have, you know, a big impact for me, even not knowing uh, specifically what I wanted to do uh, as a full-time the career of education was in the back of my mind because at the age of 10, you know, I, you know, Alhamdulillah finished the Quran. So I started teaching my younger siblings, um, run. And then maybe 10 to 13. And then I moved to Canada at the age of 13. So I was like grade eight. Uh, and then I started, I was still teaching. I was still teaching Quran, some of my neighbors, because as soon as people hear, right, this person finished the Quran, mm-hmm. they will they'll come and they're like, hey, you know, um, yeah. Uh, you know, teach our kids. And, and then in high school, uh, when I was in grade 10, you know, coming back, coming from Kenya, uh, uh, Kenya has a very strong uh, math, uh, math uh, te- uh, education. And science is so a little bit too. Math and sciences, yes. So uh, I was always good at math. Um, so in grade 10 and 11, um, people were already asking me to tutor them in math. Um, so they, I used to go to a few families in the weekend to help their kids with math. They will pay me. Um, so that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, strengthened my, uh, my leaning towards uh, education. Uh, and then when I started university, um, A-plus opened up at the same time. Mm-hmm. So A-plus in circle. Uh, I think you went, you went there too. So um, yeah, actually everyone, almost everyone that I know kind of went through uh, A+. Plus. So Mursal was one of our tutors. We started tutoring yes. in grade eight um, mm-hmm. until he finished high school. So um, A+, plus opened up when I, when I started university and right away, you know, I started working with them. Um, so even though I was, you know, in sciences, taking all these science courses, uh, I was still like everyday teaching students. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was not, uh, when I switched from sciences to education, it was not, um, you know, going away from my path. It was still kind of leaning towards the same path. Even though, like, even in my third year, I still was not convinced that education was the, what I wanted to do. So it wasn't yeah. until I think my fourth year of sciences that I decided, you know what, I'm going to finish this, then I'll go into uh, education sure. after that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The, like do you think your um like your route was more you know like the traditional route or was it like on the non-traditional uh, side you know and, um, and like yeah yeah they are i don't know it depends on the definition of traditional uh because like i was not convinced even in um even like at at the end of my third year, fourth year, that I was going to go into education. Um, and by then, like, there was not a single Somali teacher. Uh, well, there was one Somali teacher who teached at Emil Azert. Uh, but, uh, like, from our generation, like, like, there was not a single person who was going into education. There was few girls uh, that were going into uh, elementary education, but no one in secondary education. So, which was something that's you know, very unique at the time. Uh, and what helped me as well, uh, in addition to my, you know, tutoring career, Quran teaching, 
um, what also kind of pushed me was um, in my third year university, I got a job with the Edmonton Public School as an intercultural consultant, which is mm. basically um, uh, translating Somali, uh, but it's a little bit more than translation because I would uh, welcome newcomers, uh, you know, Somali refugees who came to Canada, or welcome them to the to the schooling system, explain to them the whole difference between elementary, junior high, high school courses and all of that, like the education system, how it's set up. And then um, we would also assess their language skills, see where they are, and then gather like background education, like where did they go to school, how long did they have been going to school for, all of that, the education background. And then, so that also kind of pulled me in the system already. So I was already mm-hmm. an Edmonton Public School employee, uh, even though it was a part-time job. Um, so that also kind of opened some doors for me, even connected me to the school that I work with right now, uh, which is actually my former school. Mm-hmm. How was, you know, like, how was your, um, I guess, experience in the, the education program? Like, like, do you find it, do you find it like difficult or, or like more easy? Cause, cause I know for um, like, when you, like when you get into education, I'm pretty sure like your last few years, you have to do a bunch of, I guess, practicals or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. So there's like different routes to go into. Uh, there's a four-year degree, there's a five-year degree, and then there's six years. Uh, for me, I went to the sixth year, which is a long route uh, where you, I went to complete an actual, de- a different degree, and then did what's called an after degree, which is two years. Mm-hmm. So when you finish four years in any any um, any you know field, it doesn't matter. It could be arts, it could be you know. Uh, engineering, whatever, you can go into uh, education and do a two-year, two-year, and that they will take basically all the courses that you have taken uh, for your other degree, and then they'll count it towards this. So you don't have to retake some courses. So mm-hmm. actually, I, um, I, it wasn't even a f- two full years that I did because a lot of my courses kind of counted twice. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I had to uh, d- uh, change my uh, major. My major initially was physical sciences, which is kind of physics and chemistry together. But when I switched to in, uh, education, they said, oh, you have to take two physics courses because mm. I was missing. Yeah, but I said, no. So I changed that my, my major to chemistry because I had, I had a lot of chemistry courses, uh, which worked out still. Um, so in the four-year degree, you go straight into education and then you take, you know, all the courses there. Uh, the first, the, and the first two years, you have to take some, some of your major courses, right? And your minor courses. And then after that, you can decide whether you want to do your practicum then, or you can even push your practicum to the final year. Um, there's two practicums that you have to do. One that is five weeks, so you teach at a, they'll assign you to a school. Uh, and then you teach five weeks there. Um, the next one is nine weeks. So two months and a, a little bit. So uh, you have to do those two practicums over your education degree. Doesn't matter when you do it, as long as, as, long as it's towards the end, it's probably last, last two years. Um, so um, then there's also a five-year degree where you can actually have a double major. It's called that one, yeah. So you'll get a science and it's a combined degree, science and education. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that one, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that one as well. And then that, that one, which I, the one I did, which is completely going to a different um, program, finish that, then go to um, the education department after that. It's after you have finished your actual your, your degree. Uh, and the difference between them also is when you graduate, there's a pay scale. There's a four-year pay scale, there's a five-year pay scale, and there's a six-year pay scale. Mm-hmm. So depending on how many years you went to school for, um, you'll you'll be paid at a certain grade. So Ooh. it's not really, it's not, they all have the advantages and disadvantages. If you finish, if you did it in four years, then you can start your career early. Mm-hmm. Um, if you finished later, then at least, you know, when you're starting, you're starting at a higher grade, higher salary. Oh, wow. I never knew that. Yeah, but yeah. like, for example, like you see how you talked about the, the five-year degree and the six-year degree. So for example, like, would you have changed that process if you had, if you like had the chance to, or do you believe like the five-year degree was a little more rushed, a little more compact, and then maybe it just wouldn't gel with your lifestyle as well? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. It's, it's difficult to say uh, because um, for me, Maybe, yeah, knowing if I knew right away that education is exactly that when I wanted to go, I think probably that would have made um, a bit uh, my decision easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably I would have gone with the easiest, uh, less schooling because mm-hmm. I know, at the end of the day, you have to pay, right? And um, yeah, um, it's, it's money and time and all of that that you have to take into account. So if you can finish your degree in four years or five years, Probably I'll go with that instead of a six-year degree. Um, there's also the advantage of the six-year one, of course, that the pay scale, you start at a higher grade. Um, I think there's at least three dollars to $4,000 difference between each. Um, and then also, you know, at the time I was, I was working. I was working all through my university years. Uh, so this kind of also, you know, helped me... Um, have some more free time yeah yeah i had more time at least more space it out space it out yeah it's kind of spaced out exactly so that's another thing that you have to take into account so if you're working uh, at the same time and you know some of us have a choice right some of us we have to work um Mm -hmm. you don't have a choice it's not an option so um then you know like depending on what your circumstances are right you will choose it you will you will choose maybe five year or six years six year kind of allows you um to you know stretch it a little bit longer also you know finish maybe two separate degrees if you were let's say still not convinced that you wanted to go into education mm-hmm. did the you know like did the assumptions you had i guess you know before you entered uh the program like did it match up to the reality um, you know, it's like people, I don't know, for some reason, you know, education is not considered a high class, you know, degree, you know, a lot of people think, you know, um, you know, oh, you're not going to pay, get paid that much money. You're not going to, uh, get a job right away. Another thing, you're going to be on the sub list for a while. Um, another, uh, you know, uh, thing that people say is you like oh you're not gonna pay get paid as much right mm-hmm. but you know within like 10 years you're making almost hundred thousand dollars 
um, and also your, you know, there's room for improvement, right? Uh, you can go from, you know, you can climb up to, you know, you can become a department head, you can become an administration as well, like a vice principal, assist, uh, you know, uh, principal, like there's other options as well that people don't look into. And also the education system, it's not just teaching too, right? You could go into counseling if you wanted to, like a student services or things like that. Uh, if that's what you want, there's also, um, a, you can help students with work experience. You can even major in that. You can do a major in work, like things that relates to, um, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm just gonna be teaching in the classroom. There's a lot of things outside classroom. There's also curriculum development and stuff like that that you can go into. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very, you know, broad, there's a wide range of, uh, you know, things that you can do with the education degree and alhamdulillah, like it also gives you a good base, solid foundation to anything else that you want to go into after that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. People don't realize that people think it's like, it's like, this or this you know they don't they don't think for example like if you go into a field there's no middle ground there's no other field in that just one field somebody can just become a teacher but and but within two three years they can go to a completely different route up to a public school board that are higher got another job in there or become a counselor become a principal assistant principal and you are saying faculty head as well like people yeah. just don't like People just like limit it just to the classroom and say, oh, education, or oh, you're going to be in a classroom all day. But there's a lot of even perks to even being a teacher. Like you get the summers yeah. off. You get yeah. Summer, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's also one of the things. There's good yeah. benefits. Summers off, you know, a lot, of, a lot of us, we like to travel. I don't know. It's a Somali thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're very nomadic people. <laughs> we yeah, always so. are, you know, our luggages are always stacked mm -hmm. up. You know, they're ready to go any minute. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Having the summers off, that's another mm -hmm. thing that's, you know, and even the summers, you can do your own thing, right? You can, mm -hmm. it gives you, allows you the freedom to, to, to do whatever you want. You can start a business on the side if you wanted to, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you could do, you know, one of my friends is teaching in a part as well, like Qatar. One of my yeah. friends is teaching there. So um, at a Canadian school. Uh, so it's, and they're getting paid, mashallah. So there's another, there's other, like, right? If you don't want to teach here, you could teach elsewhere in a different country. Um, mm -hmm. So there's, you know, there's so many different opportunities um, to, mm -hmm. to do this. Yeah. So like, once you like entered the field, like once you like once you were there and you're working, like was it like um, in terms of like the like the like the realization that you got like when you're in there, like was it like for example like th there needs to be a little bit more. Uh, so like more stuff that needs to be like done or like was okay this is this is not bad but more work can be done um so from like not the community side you're talking about like, like in terms of like the school and the classes catering towards like the like the, the the school system like the education system like like how did you feel like it was like in terms of like just the overall like how it like affected the um, overall student and success success rates and stuff like that like <sighs> Um, so in terms of like a university, as a university students, a lot of times, um, I don't think, uh, the courses, there's some courses that definitely like, you know, you don't need to take, like it's just mm -hmm. redundant. There's courses that you definitely should take, right? 
for mm -hmm. example, you know, the Aboriginal studies, you need to know that, right? To learn about the history and all of that and the teaching, how you need to learn about, the, you know, the, the discourses about differential education where, you know, like students with special needs. And so you have to be able to differentiate for them the learning uh, courses about assessment and all of that. I don't know if it's, it's necessary. Um, and also, like definitely a lot. Um, for me, I think majority of what I learned, I learned it during the practicum. Even mm -hmm. though some of the theory kind of give you a little bit of background, it doesn't really prepare you uh, fully for, you know, like teaching in, within the school system. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's why I'll, I'll also recommend someone to do their maybe practicum early. Um, so that just to kind of get a feel of, okay, this is what I'm going to go into. Uh, mm -hmm. Because classroom experience and, you know, university textbook things that you see are completely different, to be honest. Sure. Uh, uh, so in terms of lesson preps, uh, in terms of classroom management, uh, in terms of, you know, just working with the colleagues uh, and, you know, working with students, it's... it's mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think they do a good job. Maybe they could give more classrooms, more more, more courses that cater towards those things. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, you know, alhamdulillah, when I, I went I went back to the high school that I graduated from. So I graduated mm -hmm. from Queenie. So I went back to uh, to do my practicum there, mm -hmm. and you know, going back, I know as a as a you know, former former students, it it helped me a bit because you know I was kind of you know this familiar uh, environment. Uh, I knew all the teachers there; they were my former teachers. So you felt uh, so more they, comfortable. You felt exactly. more comfortable being in that environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was way more, more, way more welcoming, and also the student population that I went to was students that I recognized. Right, majority of the students there, Somalis, Arabs, you know, people who I kind of grew up with. Mm -hmm. So can't, that also helped, uh, you mm -hmm. know, uh, if I had, I also got the other experience. I went to say, I worked at a St. Albert school as well for my first practicum, mm -hmm. um, which oh, is King? You know, completely different, Paul King High School. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that was also, you know, uh, a different experience uh, because, mm -hmm. you know, completely opposite to Queenie. Um, so yeah. I got, you know, the feel from both sides as well. So, mm -hmm. um, so I hundred percent, I think that in terms of the education department, um, they need to do more in terms of getting mm -hmm. students and, uh, like, you know, pre preschool teachers, uh, getting re them ready, right. Uh, pre-service yeah. teachers, so getting mm -hmm. them ready to, you know, to work in, in a classroom. But I will say like, for example, like. Like this is where where I experience like the like the most issues like with the education system. Like overall, like like for me, like I wasn't like a bad like even though you used to tutor me, you know, but I wasn't like a bad student. But the thing is, like I just overall like, I thought like like wasn't enough like opportunities and like classes and like educational programs that actually got me ready for the next step. You know, they just I was literally just like I did my math course, I did my science courses, and I'll just throw it into the fire, you know. But like okay. in terms of in terms of like getting kids ready for like university like, like what do you think that step would be okay like an actual from the high school experience mm -hmm. yes uh yeah that's other thing too and this one something that actually our schools are uh 
talking about, um, our school specifically is, you know, talking about you know, how do we get, make sure that students are ready for this? You know, like some of the courses, maybe, you know, time management and, uh, you know, the stress with the university and, um, you know, getting them ready for that. And a lot of mm-hmm. the independent learning that happens at university. Yeah, you're right. It's not just like university is not going to be just pure memorization. Oh, this is what I taught you. You follow the same steps. It's going to be questions that you have never seen before that will be in the, in the exams in the midterm. So from that, yeah, this, we can do more with that. Also, uh, exposing um, different careers to students that are from a young age. So I feel like high school all through years should have courses where, you know, students actually, you know, get uh, like hand-on experience with or maybe connecting to, to, to mentor teachers or make, you know, make it requirement that each student maybe researches a different, um, at least a few different options uh, mm-hmm. of career paths to go into because we have students who are graduating from grade 12 and they have no clue. They have never even thought about the concept of, you know, what am I going to take to university or what path I'm choosing? So it's really difficult when, when, when right now we are, uh, we just finished right now, most uh, March 1st was the deadline for a lot of university applications. But mm-hmm. a lot of them, like, do not know what they want to go into. They're asking us, what shall I go into? And, and mm-hmm. like, I can't really tell you. It's a secret. It depends on what you right? What are you interested in? So um, that doesn't happen as much. And especially, you know, I'm going to be frank here uh, for, you know, uh, Black students and students of color, and they don't get that support. Um, So that's something that um, there's not like success coaches right now uh, Mm -hmm. for Black students and students of color. There's we have success calls for Aboriginal students. That also can, think we can do better in that uh, to provide more support for students who are marginalized. Uh, but you know, like more more needs to happen. More needs to happen. You're right. Uh, mm-hmm. So that like students say, no, I had really good grades, uh, but at the end of grade twelve, I still had no idea, and because of the fact that I was not showing anything. It was just like math. This where is this going to lead to? There's no real life applications in the curriculum. Um, mm-hmm. This with the new curriculum coming up, but I still, I don't, I'm not confident that it will address some of those issues. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I also think you know it's also I guess as well the lack of uh, uh, of role models too for for some people because I remember during I guess my grade twelve year. You know, like you hear people, you know, pursuing, I guess, careers or goals that, you know, like you've never heard of, you know, oh, I'm such, you know, like I want to do such and such that my, you know, that my, I guess that family friend does. And I'm all like, wait, like, mm-hmm. I've never heard this in my life, you know? So, you know, like, <laughs> um, I guess for you, like, do you have any, I guess, issues with like role models and, or do you know anyone like else that was uh, pursuing, you know, the same, the same teaching career as you? Uh, to be honest, no, I had no, not a single role model. Like, I didn't even know about the Somali teacher that teach that teach like Emil Azir. Only after I graduated, I found out about him. So, going into education, not a single Somali 
um, or someone from, you know, that I knew uh, who was in that field. So it's, yeah, lack of role models is a big thing. Um, and right now I'm trying to recruit more people to go into education, but, you know, still, I feel like we have to do <laughs> more uh, to convince people. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're right, that makes a big difference. If you can see yourself, if you can, if you know someone or if you have someone who, you know, done that path before, then you can be like, okay, you know, I could do it. But if you don't mm-hmm. know anybody, like your confidence is really low in that case. Um, so even that's why probably one of, one of the reasons why it took me so long to, you know, I didn't, like I told you guys, I didn't decide on education until in my fourth year of, of sciences. So, but if maybe if I knew someone, if I had, you know, shadowed, uh, you know, shadowed one person, someone one time and uh, it's right, that could have been maybe different. Um, mm-hmm. So creating more role models, connecting more university students with, existing professionals, um, holding more professional, uh, you know, students and professional meet and greet sessions, um, like networks, networking opportunities. Um, I think all of that needs to be done for sure. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, even for like, for like, for me and like Tarek, there's like, for example, Tarek went to a different school, like went to the, a, a school in the West side, you know, where I was in all the communities a little bit lower, but I think it was like, even for me, I went to a school in the north side, high school, immersed in the Somali community. I had the help and everything, but like you still like there's still a lack like in terms of like uh, your peers and like everyone just just finding their route and overall like finding like what they really want to do, you know? Because like there's still like a lot of confusion in terms of like like how would I get where I want to get without the the proper like tools or like the, like because overall like a role model is like a tool a tool is an aid to get you where you want to go but like i feel like there's like yeah the role model issue is a very very big one in terms yeah. of like mm-hmm. to be honest you need someone to hold your hand and like even if you're not sure like here this is how you do it this is from a step step because mm-hmm. i don't I, you know you know as a kid you know from grade 12 you don't have that you know confidence to speak up to someone or go and research and this and say mm-hmm. hey can I sh- no can I you know shadow you for this job I'm thinking about this like you know it's we have to like maybe you know teach students at a young age that they can do that that's okay to do that and also mm-hmm. from the older generation professionals to actually you know them come to back, yeah, come back yeah. and say, hey yes okay you want to think who's thinking about this okay you're coming with me Right, I'm gonna mm-hmm. show you the steps and how you, how to get there. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, we, more more communication has to be, uh, you know, has to be, you know, facilitated between the two groups because, right, like you said, there's a mm-hmm. big gap right now in terms of connecting. Like, we have young professionals who, you know, graduated in the last ten years uh, who are already in the, in the in, in, I think, almost every professional field, but still. Like they're very focused on establishing themselves in their um, education, in, in their field right now. That's too bad to mm-hmm. mentor someone right now is not the top of their priority. But we need to do it. We have to do it. Yeah. And, it's yeah. a big concern. It's a very big concern. Yeah. So that's why I know I, kudos to you guys for starting this podcast. And I think, mm-hmm. inshallah, this will be a, an option for, inshallah, uh, for inshallah. some of the youth. Yeah. Yeah, like cause the thing is, like our goal is to like just open up like the field, like open up different fields, like just at least expose them, you know. Just for example, like it's not even like just for like 
like we try to like our field like a focus is like a high school student a guy who's maybe taking a gap year a guy who's maybe in university who's thinking about switching or thinking about changing his degree because there's a lot of that you know but the thing is like like people just don't have that person that they can say okay this person did it what stopped me from doing it you know because once you mm-hmm. see it you can actually do it in terms of like the mentorship you know like like i feel like even the way like even if you're not connected to the mentor you can at least see something and they say okay what he's doing i like it i might have to take a shot at it yeah yeah 100% mm-hmm. and like over in terms of uh like where to work at like people don't understand like it's not just you're not going to be working for a company there's so many different you know groups that you could be working for right um we could work for the government if you want because the government have every single you know field right they require people from every single field so and one of my roommates is actually working for this uh, government of Alberta and like he is more in the construction and stuff so you would think that he would work for you know a construction company but now he's working for the government GOA so it's right it's uh like people have a narrow scope of um where you know the work environment would be but they don't understand that mm-hmm. as long as you have the uh, you know the education background right it's limitless in terms of what like work opportunities mm-hmm. available and um you know like with like with like your teaching experience um like do you do you like sometimes like come across people that um i guess like that you see like yourself in like in the classroom Yes. Um yeah, so you no know, like I see students who are very confused in terms of what they're doing. Um and I also see students who, you know, I even talk to them and say, Hey, you'd be a great teacher because they mm-hmm. have that, you know, uh you know, like they can, you know, explain things very easily to people. They're fluent in, in their communication. Uh they have, you know, you know, they can connect easily with 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 other people um and these are all you know skills that you need you know it's required as a teacher so um but you know i see some students who like have no clue what they want to go into and one of the reasons is because of like what we talked about like a lot of model, models they haven't you know been exposed to anything before um they haven't done their own research also they probably they were one of the first people in their uh the first person in their family to go to university right um so it's there's not really much to look up to so you know i try my best to you know you know make sure that i'm available for all the students um uh, to come and ask me questions and you know i have a very good relationship with with especially some other students and students have uh black students so they will come they can always ask me with like the different career opportunities available i help them with their you know applications uh, university applications um and just talk to them like hey what do you want to go into even if they're not really if they haven't decided as soon as, soon as they see them you know um like when they start their grade 12 or even before that i ask them i try to engage them early on and say hey if you consider this you know this career what 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 are you thinking right getting them in the back of their mind uh but you know it's right now it's uh the whole social media and all of that a lot of students are distracted and we it's 
you know, with, there's a lot of resources available. And sometimes that can be overwhelming too, that, you know, mm -hmm. there's all these different options and like, what am I going to do? What am I gonna yeah, I think do? I think the resources should be provided by the school because that's the most reliable source, you know, in terms of like, in terms of like the, what the students getting, if they're getting it from the school, like in terms of career passes. But the thing is, like, also like even in terms of like you, just you, you, you're you're gonna have to like really go out of your way just to present careers to these students, you know, like which I feel like it's not like it, it's not really in your job agenda, you know, like. But the thing no. is, like, we're really you're really going out of your way telling these okay yeah i think you'll be good in this field you're 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 very skilled in this you know but like like yeah there has to be, be system in place there has to be a system in place and that's some of the, that's one of the reasons um and actually i was school, my high school recognized that i was actually doing a lot of that uh, and mm -hmm. uh, create counseling and inshallah like they, they provided me next year that they will give me some hours to do that as a side you know Sure. Um, should use my course load and then go into that but like that should happen from high level you're right and mm -hmm. that this should be you know the norm that every student walking into grade 10 should have an mm -hmm. education plan and you know like specific courses that students take uh, that are you know life skill courses career options like that should be a mandatory course you know how right now that we have calm career and life management uh, but that course the way it's designed it's not really like like it's supposed to the goal for it is to address some of the issues that we talked about but it's not doing that um, yeah. because a lot of students oh calm is an easy course I just have to you know read this and that and that's it and then I just submit it I get my three credits I'm done but not like you know a, a course that's you know, it's really can define your, you know, the rest of your life, because mm -hmm. if you took the time to actually take it seriously, and if the school plays as much, like, emphasis on it as they do for math or English or science, right, then, right, then it would make a big difference. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of creating a culture of, of that within the school, and, uh maybe introducing a second course that they had to take all three years, grade 10, grade 11, grade 12, about, you know, certain things like that, so. Yeah, like, I had issues, like, like with the comp thing as well. Like, it just didn't feel like it prepared me for anything. Like, I remember at one point, they just dropped the class and gave everyone modules. Sure. And I think everyone had to, like, th like, there was a bunch of pointless, you know, pages that would tell you, oh, list, I don't know, a bucket list of what I want to do in life or, like, something. But, and it was just one lesson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like on the career side, you'd be like, oh, search up careers that you want to do. And I'm all like, wait, like you're not telling me anything. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. There's no presentations. There's no this. Like that, the whole course should be mostly about that. But then that course is also overloaded with other things, right? Mm -hmm. There's supposed to be resume building. There's supposed to be also, you know, consent and those yeah. other, other things. So there's, there's, it's a heavy course. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, there's too many things and then they don't do, they don't give each con each one justice, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you know, kids can see it. And if, if the school doesn't take that course seriously, then, right? Then yeah. the kids are not going to take it seriously. Uh, but you have to, yeah, you have to make it as mandatory as, you know, math 30, you know, everyone's taking it, uh, you know. But like, what would you like to wrap things up? Like, what would you say to someone pursuing this career? Like, what what do they need inside of like 
uh, what do they need to like have, like what's kind of skills they, they need to have coming in and like what should they be expecting? And then like how, like, like what would you say to them? Like, like just a, some advice. I would say for sure, like to go into this field, like make sure you like have good people skills and that mm-hmm. you like working with, you know, students, younger people. Um, and you, aside from that, everything else can be learned through, you know, your education degree, but just uh, make sure this is a career that you're interested in. For me, I was very immersed from an early age. Um, so it's, I like, I enjoyed working with people. I enjoyed explaining concepts to, to students. It didn't feel like, you know, this is a bore or this is, um, you know, um, yeah. it, it was drag, something you know? difficult, a drag, a job. Yeah. So for you to stay in this field, and it's a very stressful field, but it's rewarding field, right? It's very, you know, like you're literally shaping the next generation. So um, you can have a big, make a big difference within this. So mm-hmm. someone who likes to make a difference in people's lives. Uh, someone who has empathy, but can empathize with people, it, it can um, connect socially, emotionally. Um, so you need to have those kind of skills for sure uh, before you go into. Um, and then, you know, like there's so many different things that you could be teaching, right? If you're a science person, you could be teaching science, math, English, gym, uh, or physical education, um, foods, like there's so many different departments that you can choose, you can pick from and you can major in whichever one. Um, and, you know, before you go into, I would suggest um, start tutoring students. If you like to tutor, uh, if you um, find, can find ways to explain, different ways to explain concepts to students, uh, because you'll get students, you might have to repeat the same thing five times in five different ways, uh, right? So, uh, get get your feel in this. And I feel like this is a career that you don't really need much uh, to begin with. Like you don't need to like go to you know a school. It'll be it'll be good if you can you know, see the school environment. But we have all been students, right? We've all seen what a teacher does. So it's a career that mm-hmm. we kind of know already uh, what what it entails, right? We have you now twelve years. We have already been in a school environment. Um, so it's, you can see it. Um, and also, yeah, at a, in high school, maybe see if you can tutor students, maybe you can become volunteer in different homework clubs that are out there. Um, right now with online learning and online teaching, you could maybe, you know, see if you can tutor someone from online even in a different country if, if, mm-hmm. if possible. So get, get, your, get your experience in that, start that. And then from then on, if you see that this is something that you could do, you know, going to the education uh, field. There's, I think McEwen has a transfer program. U of A has a direct program that you can go into. And then there's a four-year, five-year, six-year options. So pick your choice, right? And the good thing with the education field is that even when, when you complete the education degree, you could go into any field that you want. Like I, I know some people who are, uh, have education degree, they work as a social worker or things like that, or work with these other agencies. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not going to, you're not confined to a school environment as your work environment. You can work anywhere else. You can work with the government, you can work, right? It's, it's, 
one for businesses. You can create your own school if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so that's mm-hmm. some of the some of the skills that you need. Some of the options available for you. So, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, we're out of time, but uh, thanks for dropping in, Ahmed. Uh, just a reminder, everyone who's listening right now, we have a new episode dropping every Thursday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to check us out on podcast streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify.